Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bo Henderson. Uh, He is an author of several books, one called The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth. Uh, And he is a financial planner. He helps people with retirement planning. And his website is bohenderson.com. Welcome to the show, Bo. Hey, Jordan. I'm excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about the history you've had and kind of the the practice you've developed over this whole idea of rich life. Well, the funny thing is, is we go way back. um, I was going, my formal education, I was going to be a psychologist. And what happened was between the summer before starting graduate school, my father passed away very early at 49 years old. And my mother was left with his small business and some real estate and things. And that was really the the starting point for me in helping her immerse and take care of those things. I realized really quick at a young age that if there wasn't somebody that would help people through those transitions in life when they happened, there was 10 to 15, 20 people that would show up to take advantage of them. So that was really what got my track on going from more of a, uh, psychologist coaching role to a financial planning role. But what's funny, Jordan, is over time, they kind of merge back together. And I kind of do a combination of those things today. Very much so. Yeah. So kind of just give us, we're going to go into the details of it, but give us the kind of vision of what a rich life can be compared to the way most financial planners would look at uh, their goals in financial planning. Sure. Yeah. There's really what I call the new model of financial planning is it's, it needs to be an integrated model because what I, a problem I find in the industry is that there's so much focus on things like past performance, things like the spreadsheet making sense. Now the math part and the numbers part of it is very important and it's critical, but if we're not making sure that we're building that math piece or that money piece or creating that relationship with money that's going to help us live a successful, fulfilling life, then we might just be missing the point. And and it came to me very clearly over the years as I met with a lot of people that, that had a lot of money they were still very unhappy. And I think, I think a lot of times it seems like if I just had more, if I had that money goal hit, that would fix everything. That's not necessarily the case. So you have some worksheets uh, that people should ask to help them figure out what the keys are to success with life, not just with money. What are some of the questions you ask people to figure out so that they know the correct direction to go? Well, I think the key here is what's very important is it's easy to get caught up in paying attention to what other people do, what our neighbors do, what our coworkers do, what our parents or kids think we should do. And I talk about this idea of your definition of a rich life. And what's very unique about that is it's your definition. You know, my definition is going to be different than yours, Jordan. And anybody else is going to be very unique. I'll talk to some people and they want to stay home and help raise their grandkids. Other people want to be able to travel the world with their spouse, which is a dream of theirs, that thing that really excites them and lights them up. So the questions I really get to is getting really clear on that first. What is that picture of life that is meaningful and fulfilling to you? And let's create a money plan that actually honors that and moves you toward that so that maybe, go figure, you can be excited about life too. So how is that different in the way most financial planners look at things? You're saying they're looking at the numbers and not the kind of the life 
satisfaction. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. A lot of times success is just determined simply in, okay, does the spreadsheet work? Does the math add up? And again, that that's an important component. We've got to do the math part, but one thing that if we're very honest with ourselves, life doesn't lay out our work like a spreadsheet, right? We've got to have flexibility and we've got to build in those things beyond the numbers too, to make sure that it makes sense. And I think that's the key is a lot of the financial planning in, in the industry today is, again, they're focusing on this product, this tool, um, this mutual fund that had great returns last year. And those are sexy, easier things to sell maybe, but we might be missing the point of what our money and our finances are really about. And that truly is a tool to live a life that we want to live. So you act as a mentor as well as a financial planner. Um, for You call yourself a mentor coach, I guess you might say. Specifically as it applies to retirement, what, tell us a little bit about the process that you take people through in planning for long-term retirement in, in your coaching role. Yeah, so that, you're exactly right. That's what I would consider myself as a coach slash financial that happens to have the skill set and able to help with the role as a financial advisor. Uh, the process really we would go through, it's very similar but it's really on two levels. Um, on the on the money side and the number side, we got to get complete clarity first on where we are. This is hard to believe, but we actually had 100 people come through and survey, and only one out of 20, that's 5% of people, actually knew their numbers. They knew what was coming in. They knew what they were spending money on. So one of the first things we'll do is on the financial plan is getting very clear on where we actually are, get a snapshot of where we're starting. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to do that because they're afraid that it's not what they want it to be, that it's a situation that's not exactly where they would want to be. But across the board is once we get clarity on where it is, even if it's not great, there's a big relief because now we can create a plan to move towards where you want to go. Now, that's on the money side. Then we go back and we'll do the same thing on the life side. What are the relationships that are important to you? Do you have any health goals that that are going to make life more enjoyable and meaningful? Um, Are you intentionally creating experiences um, that you're going to be able to look back on as memories one day that I've been told from clients much older than me that those are the things they wouldn't trade all their money in the world for? So are we building those things into a life that's really meaningful to us? So you have kind of a, a pie chart most financial planner pie charts are like stocks, bonds, and cash and things like that. Your pie chart has all kinds of, I guess you call them the rings of a tree to some extent. So let's just briefly go into those types and how you can help people do it right. The first one is physical, body and so on. So what should people do to kind of have a better physical life? Well, the physical is most of us, you know, when it comes around to, to the new year, which is not very far off is is when I talk to people, they have a, typically a financial and a physical goal. So most of us want to be healthier. But one of the things when it comes to um, happiness in life and life success is actually being healthier um, so that we're not dealing with the expenses and the limitations physically that come with, with unha- unhealthy habits. And what we can do with that is be proactive now and not be a, I guess the, I guess the best way to put it is let's not be a reactive participant to only deal with our health once it becomes a problem. So we can build that into our lives. You know, what is that? What are, what are the habits we can do? Is it to, to build in um, cardio three times a week and lifting weights twice a week? Is it to hire a trainer? It's different for everybody, but what is that thing that's going to get the results that are going to make you happier, more fulfilled, and live that richer life that we talk about? 
And you're saying in the in the long run, if you're physically in better shape, that it's going to save you money from healthcare expenses and being able to do what you want. You're exactly right. And, and specifically with that, that retirement transition demographic, what we look at is that the sheer math, we get back to the math of the cost of being healthy in retirement. So what if we buy ourselves an extra 10, 15 years of active, healthy life to do those things that we really want to do by proactive, proactively taking care of our health? The second part of your pie is the spiritual, uh, faith and love and self-appreciation. What role does that play in, in success and leading the, the rich life? Uh, for a lot of people, when we get into retirement, it's having that something bigger than ourselves that, that we believe in and that we're a part of. And for some people, that could be that could be something as big as a cause or a mission. Uh, for some people, it's being very involved in their church and those things. But it's it's that spiritual life. It's it's having a happy, fulfilling spiritual life and exploring what that might be. I think what happens a lot of times is we get very busy over the course of our lives in the role in our roles as an employee, maybe a spouse, a parent, a child, whatever those roles are. That sometimes we don't really take the time to dig into and explore that spiritual, deeper side of our lives that we want to. And I find a lot of times when we take time to do that, um, it it creates a, a better effect or happiness in all other areas of our life. And the third aspect is financial savings and debt. So that's kind of the traditional financial planner. What, what is different about the way you look at finances than traditional financial planners? Well, we got to, there is a component that is very similar in that we just really, we need to know our numbers. We need to know what is the debt we have and do we need to come up with a plan to deal with that debt? What is our, what are the expenses? What is the income? And when we project for the future, what do we need to be doing 10, 15, 20 years from now? And let's back it into doing what do we need to do today to get to that goal? So there is a mathematical component and a very um, tactical, tangible component, so to speak, when we deal deal with the financial piece of the, of the pie. But the biggest thing I find is that if we can get clarity on where we are and create a plan to move where we're going and focus on the right strategy. Uh, and what I mean by that is so much of the attention in, in the financial industry is, is focused on, again, selling products, specific investments. But if we have the right strategy to where we have the right percentage of money allocated for income, money allocated for future growth and, and emergency things like future healthcare expenses or inflation and allocation towards the liquidity we need. If we have that ratio properly dialed in for your specific situation, that's going to have far more to do with you having a successful outcome in retirement than us picking the exact right mutual fund or hot stock that did great last year. Now, the strategy is more important than the specific products that you're saying. That's it. That's it. If we have the right strategy and if we um, can practice a couple of the right behaviors, you know, going back to the psychology part of this, um, then we're going to be successful with that retirement plan. The next part is relationships, family, friends, professional relationships. What should people do to kind of encourage uh, stronger relationships? Well, we want, you know, we want to take stock. We used to go through, we used to do workshops and we used to do an exercise to where it sounds a little morbid when I say it out loud, but we would we would talk about if you found out you were perfectly health, healthy and only had a year left to live, 
uh, you'll be healthy for that year, but then you would drop dead on, at a year. What would you spend your time doing? And we'd go through this workshop and across the board, everybody would be, would tell me they would spend time with the people that were most important to them. And so that brought it back into focus for me is that maybe if we would do that, if we know we had a very limited time, why don't we do that anyway? Why don't we get clear on what those important relationships are and make sure we're intentionally investing in them, whether it's our spouse or significant others, our children, whoever those people, our friends, whoever those people are, are we intentionally investing in those relationships because we all know scenarios or situations personally to where we just thought we had plenty of time or we had all the time in the world to do it. And then one day something changes with us or with that, that other person and we don't have the opportunity anymore. And that's another thing we, we look back when we talk to people about what made their life truly rich. And it was investing and developing and having those deep, meaningful relationships. But we need to intentionally make the time and plan to invest in those. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bo Henderson. He is the author of a book called The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth. Uh, he also has a website, which is bohenderson.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We've all been there. Struggling to keep up with credit card payments? Searching for a simpler, safer way out of debt? Well, here it is. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit service that has been helping people reduce or eliminate their credit card debt for over 20 years. Most of us have made late payments and even gone over our credit limits. Before we know it, our balances are out of control and we can barely afford to make the minimum payments. If this sounds familiar and you're ready to take control of your debts, call Cambridge right away at 1-800-897-2200 for a debt-free analysis. Cambridge will work with your creditors and may be able to reduce your interest rates and get you out of debt fast. In fact, Cambridge's typical debt management clients save almost $150 every month on their credit card payments, and they're debt-free in just 50 months. So there is a simpler, safer way out of debt, and it all starts with Cambridge Credit Counseling. Call 1-800-897-2200 for your free debt analysis. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a Massachusetts-based nonprofit agency providing services nationwide. For complete licensing information, Visit them online at cambridge-credit.org. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. 
My guest this hour is Bo Henderson. Uh, he is a financial planner, but his whole concept is leading a rich life. Uh, his book is called The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth. And you can see more about him at his website, bohenderson.com. Welcome back to the show, Bo. Hey, Jordan. Good to be back. So we were talking about what you call the rings of the tree. Uh, we, the first four we covered were your physical world, your spiritual world, your financial world, and your relationships world. Now let's go on to what you call environments. What, how can people make for better environments? You know, one of the exercises I like to do is do, is talk to individuals or clients about, do our, envir- our environments serve us well? Meaning, are they conducive uh, for us being productive, for us being happy, or are they stressful? And and some things to think about is, you know, if you spend time in your house, is if, it, if you're spending a lot of time in a room that's very cluttered and very disorganized and makes you just not want to be in that room or makes it very stressful to you, then... Um, then, then it might not be a very conducive environment to to making you happy, making you more fulfilled. Um, one one of the biggest ones I had I had a client talk to me about their car. Their car was so messy all the time that it was just stressful for them because all they could think about every time they were in their car was, oh, wow, I really need to have this car cleaned out. So it became a stressful environment for them. Yeah. And then then you can go to a whole nother level and you can ask, what people are you keeping in your environment? So I go to the office and I have a, a person or two that's very stressful to me. Then I might have some hard questions to ask about, do those people need to stay in that environment. Yes. Uh, your next uh, part of your rings of your tree is what you call fun and recreation. So this is something most people don't think of as part of their financial life, but what should people do to foster good fun and recreation to make their life richer? Go ahead. You know, one of the things that I think about when we talk about fun and recreation, it's it almost goes back to this idea of bucket li- a bucket list. It's, it's let's make sure we're intentionally scheduling those things that we want to do or don't just say, you know, I wish I did that one day. You know, I don't know. It might be a a trip across the country. It might be a um, bungee jumping for those of you that are very adventurous. Um, It it could be anything, but make sure that we're scheduling in fun. And if you want bonus points on this one is scheduling fun things that are, that are, exciting to you with that group of people we talked about in the relationships that you you care about the most because that kind of gives a double bang for the buck of creating fun in your life because again we don't want to look back one day and say hey i worked real hard and now now i'm not healthy and i didn't take care of these relationships and what was it all for you know that's really what we're trying to avoid and get away from and unfortunately if we're not intentional about doing that that can happen and then the next area is professional, kind of developing your career and your business. Uh, how should people do that in a way that's going to lead to a rich life? Well, I think in the professional realm, it's that, that you're always growing and improving. Where I see this become an issue is where someone might might de- develop a competency in their work or their career and then don't really change for 20 years and just kind of try to ride it out with what they know. And there's something about continually growing and continually evolving uh, that makes a big difference. Now this can shift. I see, I see also a need to grow when it comes to transitioning to retirement, because if we don't, if we don't find that meaning and that thing that we're growing towards outside of work and we retire, I've seen many people end up clinically depressed because they've lost this sense of meaning and purpose outside of work. So in, in planning for retirement and when you're not going to be working anymore, how can you make that a smooth transition so that when you don't have work anymore, you're not feeling lost? 
Well, the key is, and this is the mistake that happens most of the time, because we just we just know what we've seen or know what we've been told from from neighbors or coworkers, and we a lot of times I think there's this idea we'll quit working one day and be on the golf course the next. Or if we look at media, you see the beautiful couple, the, the beautiful 60-year-old couple with their hair blowing in the breeze on the yacht. And that, that, that's very nice, but that's not necessarily what, what retirement looks like. So one of the things we really need to do is before we get to that point, don't retire at, at 65 and then 65 in a day say, okay, now I need to figure this out. Let's spend five years or so actually thinking and planning what retirement's going to look like. Let's think about, okay, who are my friends going to be outside of work when I leave this job? What are the hobbies and activities that I'm going that are interesting to me that I want to start developing so I have some things to work on when I leave work? So there's a lot of questions and a lot of preparation in that transition. And that's another area that there's a part of this, this retirement world that nobody talks about. And it's things like depression, suicide, alcoholism, divorce, because of not really navigating and working on those transition of the non-financial aspects of retirement. So you're saying to really start that five years before you actually retire, so that it's not a sudden thing. That That's hard for a lot of people. They're still busy working and all that. Just kind of think that that far in advance. You know, it is. And I think the, and that that's really why I'm out, out beating the drum, so to speak, is to raise awareness that... I know we're busy, but if we don't think about these things, it can create a, a harder road for us in the future if we don't start looking at it and thinking about it a little ahead of time. Do you think it's a mistake to people to move or make major changes when they retire? Say they go from a northern cold climate to a southern <laughs> warm climate or leave all their friends behind? Or Is, is that often a mistake? It can be. Now, here's here's one of the things where I've seen it bite people is say, okay, I have family up north and I've lived, I lived down here in Atlanta for so many years or um, I, I just want to do this. What I, what I, where I've seen it bite people is they actually buy a house or buy property and they get totally established or have a lot of money tied up. And they decide in nine months to a year, you know what, this isn't exactly what I thought it would be. I'd rather be back where I was or somewhere else. And they start losing money buying and selling, trying to get to where they want to be. So when that comes up, a lot of times I say, hey, that's great. I think you should try it. But maybe for that first year, let's rent to make sure it turns out to be exactly what you want it to be. And then if it does, then you'll have a real good idea of the area. Know that that's where you want to be and you can make a good decision at that point. So, no, that's actually something that I run into a good bit. Yeah. And then the eighth part of your rings, I guess you call them, is is creating a legacy. Uh, So what can you do to create a legacy and what is the fulfillment part of that? Yeah, the legacy piece, it's, it's, what is it? It, the legacy piece always brings me back to a William James quote of the greatest use of life is to invest it in something that will outlast it. Right. And for me, in a lot of cases, this is investing in other people. So it might be taking that experience you, you developed over the years and mentoring somebody else, something that'll be, be in, live beyond you. Um, it might be a cause. It might be a charity you want to start. It, but but what is that thing that we can invest in now knowing that what we're doing is going to make a difference beyond the extent of our life? Uh, that that feeling of meaning and fulfillment I see go a long way in help, helping people feel really confident about their future and their life in retirement. So let's talk a little bit about Social Security specifically. You're kind of a, a specialist in taking Social Security what what are some of the big mistakes mistake there's a lot of different ways to take social security what are some of the big mistakes you see pay, people making in when or how they take social security 
Well, it goes back to something you've heard me say a couple of times. One of the biggest mistakes is doing what your brother-in-law, neighbor, co-worker says you should do because that's what they did, right? And if you call uh, Social Security Administration, they can tell you how to file for your benefit, but they can't give you any advice. So it's one of these deals that for most Americans, it's over half of their retirement income, but there's really nowhere to get advice or really understand strategy. Most people aren't going to read uh, hundreds of pages of social security literature to try to try to figure this st- stuff out and put it together. And Jordan, there's actually 500 ways to claim your social security. And across the board, when we sit down with someone or a couple, especially, um, we'll find 25, 50, $158,000 was one I worked on last week of money that they are entitled to that they didn't realize they could get just by not knowing the rules and knowing how to navigate them. But uh, one of the one of the biggest deals, one of the easiest deals is not delaying their, their credit. So every year at 62, you can start taking an early Social Security benefit. So it's at a, at a reduction from the full benefit you'll see on your statement. But every year you delay that, you get an 8% increase. So sometimes if you don't need the money to pay your bills, um, some people will take it. They're trying to get their money back as soon as possible. If you don't need that money to pay the bills, there's not anywhere else that I can get you a guaranteed 8% increase yearly safely um, than delaying your Social Security. And then the other piece to that is let's think about your spouse too because one of the worst things we can do is put our spouse in a bad situation because remember that when the first spouse dies, the second spouse inherits the bigger benefit. So if you had an opportunity to increase your benefit and leave your spouse with a much bigger pension, so to speak, especially if there's an age difference, so they're going, they're expected to live much longer than you, you could really shoot them in the foot by claiming that benefit early. So that's really one of the big ones. You also say people fail to coordinate Social Security as part of their overall retirement strategy. How should they do that? Yeah, so when we coordinate, we're looking at, we got to look at everything in your financial life, especially when we get towards this retirement uh, conversation. As I say, let's let's put everything on the table, and I think of it like a jigsaw puzzle. Okay, let's let's put it all on the table. We've got, here's some IRA accounts here, here's some 401k accounts from these different jobs. Here's a pension you have over here. Here's your social security benefit at different ages, 62, 66, 70, and everything in between. Now, how do we take these pieces and put them together in the way that's going to give you the best benefit as far as income that you're going to get, you and your family are going to get to use, tax benefits. So how do we put this together? So we're really getting back to that conversation of how do we make sure that we're using all our benefits in a strategy that you're going to get the most use out of your your assets over the course of your retirement. Is it always best to wait till 70 if you can to, to get the full benefit? No, it's not. Now, so so if someone someone comes in and they have a they have a family history of of people not lasting out you know beyond 75 yeah. years old, then it makes sense to go ahead and get that benefit early because you're never going to catch up so to speak. Um uh, you know, and there's some situations to where there's other revenue sources and they just don't need it. So they they might leave some money on the table to have access to money sooner. So it's one of those things that I can't, there's not a, a piece of advice that I can say this is what you should do other than you should work with someone that understands the rules that can help build that into your overall strategy is exactly how to take that. So this is something that you specialize in is helping people of those 500 different ways figure out what's best in their circumstances. 
Yeah, and, and it's really not a complicated process. What needs to happen is for most people, um, they need to go to socialsecurity.gov, print out their earnings statement and their spouse's earnings statement. And if they send it to somebody like me that, that has the proper um, training to help them with that, that's all we need is those statements to give them, okay, here's here's your five different options on how to take it and where does that fit within your scenario? Because what I find most times, people just want to know, am I doing the best I possibly can? Yeah, very good. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bo Henderson. Uh, he is a specialist in, as you hear, retirement planning. Uh, he also is uh, talks about The Rich Life. His book is called The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth. And you can find out more at his website, bohenderson.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Looking for an investment option? Consider Secured Real Estate Income Strategies. Secured Real Estate Income Strategies is a real estate-backed option offering investments with a monthly income objective. The goal of the strategy is to lend money to real estate developers. SREIS offers an 8% preferred return per annum, plus a share in any profits. While there is risk, including loss of capital, and you should carefully read the offering circular for full details, Secured Real Estate Income Strategy screens each real estate loan carefully. Call 888-444-2102 or visit securedrealestatefunds.com to learn more. 888-444-2102. Jordan Goodman is an advisor to and part owner in Secured Real Estate Income Strategies. This does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities. Securities offered through North Capital Private Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. 
Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bo Henderson. Uh, he has his own financial planning firm. Uh, he is an expert in the whole concept of the rich life and retiring, retiring with a successful, satisfying life. Uh, his website, bohenderson.com. Welcome back to the show, Bo. Hey, Jordan. Tell people a little bit about what they can find at your website at bohenderson.com. You know, what I found over the years is that there's really, uh, people are looking for a combination of money advice, but also advice on living well. And that's what I did at bohenderson.com. That's B-E-A-U, henderson.com. And we do tips. There's a, I do a Rich Life Show podcast that, that you can find good content there. And one of the things I'm real excited about right now is my publisher has been really great to allow me to to. Um, put out the 10 investments for true wealth to listeners for just the cost of shipping. So for $7.95 shipping, a lot of the concepts we've been talking about in this new model of retirement or financial planning of making sure that we get the money part right, but let's also do that in the context of using money as a tool, not as a goal, but as a tool to live the life we want to live or the life that truly lights us up. So that's the things you can find at bohenderson.com. And I uh, would love to love to answer any, any questions you have about things we've talked about today. You can, you can get a hold of me there. And there is a website, uh, richlifebook.com, where people can find out about that, right? That's right, richlifebook.com. And I'll ship that book out to them just for the cost of the shipping. Great. Uh, you, you, you've had many experiences where people are successful in life in the, the broader sense that we're talking about here, the rich life. How can you tell when somebody's truly made it? You know, it's funny. It's we got to be careful to what what the world sells us sometimes. And it this this takes me back about four years ago. I had two 51-year-old men come in the same week, two days apart. And that first day, it was a local surgeon, had a million-dollar base income, came in in his Maserati. We talked about his lake house and his mountain house and just, you know, the American dream, right? This guy had all the money he would need and and looked the part. And again, you look at this guy and say, he's made it. Two days later, I had an electrician come in, and this was a, a one-man shop, a little van, uh, a country guy, just again, working out of his shop, never made really more than about $60,000 a year. And you would just think he was probably doing okay. Nothing, nothing really fancy and, and nothing going on. Uh, but what happened when we sat down and did the parts about knowing your numbers that we talked about, my surgeon was actually dead broke, going about $100,000 in debt every year. And my, that made a million dollars a year, by the way. And then my guy making $60,000 a year, him and his wife lived on about $30,000 a year. And he had about $2.2 million in the bank. So, so my story there is how do you know when somebody's made it? It's a lot of times it's not going to be what it appears to be. Sometimes a lot of times those people trying to look like they've made it are actually the ones in the worst shape. So that's why I really started focusing on who are the people that are truly fulfilled and they're truly happy. In a lot of cases, those are the people that have got their money in line. Indeed. So you have a chapter in your book, what you call Choose Risk Transfer. What do you mean by transferring risk? And then we're going to get into some specific examples. Yeah, you know, the you go to a big corporation and they have an executive that's a chief risk officer. And their whole job for the company is to avoid or transfer as much risk as possible. And it's no different with us personally, a small business or with an individual, the more risk we can transfer from bad things coming up or catastrophic things blowing us 
off of our plan, the more successful we're going to be. And sometimes it it's, goes to the extent of if we can transfer enough risk, it's much more about that than hitting the big returns that, again, are sexier to talk about and funner to talk about on the savings. Uh, so the more risk we can transfer, the more likely our chances are of winning that game. So there are various myths you have about risk transferring. The first one is that high risk equals high return. What is the myth about that? Yeah, the high risk equals high return. It almost it goes. It's almost a gambling analogy. Is that that's something that's been said so often. It's almost like buy low, sell high. We've heard it so often that we almost just accept it as true. High risk equals high return. Now, is that possible? It is. But but I started shifting that a little bit because I saw a lot of people that were taking high risk and they got caught in certain situations or in certain time frames where it actually did very bad. They had a very low return, a very bad return, or even a negative return. So we started shifting that to saying smart risk equals smart return, meaning risk that you completely understand and risks that are a part of a, of a strategy, right? If, if, and, and part of that strategy might mean we get in close to the retirement window, that high risk needs to be shifted and evolve to be positioned right so that if you do get caught with a 2008 type of correction the year before you retire, you took a smart risk and not just a high risk thinking that it's going to give you the bigger return overall because that's not always the case. So today you see people speculating gambling in Las Vegas, but also things like Bitcoin or uh, marijuana stocks. What do you tell people who take huge risks like that? You know, I, I'm very wary of huge risk. I, and, and to an extent, I'm very boring when it comes to the part of our money that we need to pay our bills with, right? So so when we get very clear on what is, what is the portion of our assets that needs to generate income that we need to be able to count on for 30 plus years in retirement. Those are the things to where, I, where I'm looking at things that are, are tried and true, um, that, you know, it, it's reasonable returns over long periods of time. That's what we're looking at there. So if we're looking at something like Bitcoin, like any kind of, of speculative investment, I say, hey, you know what? Once we have that income plan locked in and nailed down, if we want to take a $5,000, $10,000 or a small percentage of your overall bucket and, and see how it goes, then, hey, we might win big. But if we lose big, everything's still intact. So I don't mind testing those things or maybe even experimenting, but making sure we're doing it with money that we can afford to test with. Yeah, a lot of people are taking their uh, borrowing against credit cards, uh, using their student loan uh, money to uh, do Bitcoin. That probably didn't work out too well. Yeah, and when it gets to that point, that's that's a huge sign that it's about to come tumbling down. <laughs> Absolutely. Myth, the second myth is the what you call the accumulation theory. What do you mean by that? Well, one of the things when we talk about um, accumulation is that I think a lot of times we focus on if I accumulate enough money or enough stuff. You saw marketing not long ago from one of the big um, firms, one of the big um, brokerage firms that was what's your number so they're talking about accumulating this big sum of money and if i had this this certain sum of money then i was successful um and where, where i really want to shift from when we talk about the accumulation model of just accumulating money is is how much how much do we need uh, go from this big number to the real number we need to pay attention to is one we talked about a lot is that income number you know if i have a pension uh, and and a social security and a spouse's social security my number might not be a million dollars i need my number might need to be i need to create another thousand dollars of 
uh, dependable income. So what's the, the least amount of assets that I need to earmark to do that? So we're really shifting from this focus of accumulating this big bucket of money to really income planning uh, when we're starting to transition to retirement. Because let's think about it. If we have a paycheck coming in, once we stop working, it's kind of like we didn't stop working. We still get a paycheck. We can still pay our bills and we can do the things that, that we're used to being able to do. It's hard today because interest rates are so low to generate the income you need. Even if you have a lot of capital and keep it safe, you're getting you know, 2% or less on CDs and so on. What do you recommend for people to generate the income, even if they've built up a good amount of capital to live decently in retirement? Yeah. And this is where this, this environment we're in now is very tricky because you're, you're absolutely right. The bonds have been actually um, losing money in this interest rate environment. Uh, stocks right now are, are starting to do um, their volatility thing. So it's been, it's been bizarre in that um, it seemed like there's no good place to go for that money. So what, uh, what we're doing a lot of time when we're pre- uh, positioning for that, that transition in retirement, we do still work on some dividend paying stocks um, that pay, that pay um, decent dividends so that it's help offsetting some of the volatility in the market. The bonds will become a little more favorable over time as interest rates stabilize and get a little higher. Um, one of the things that's actually, come into play as a bond alternative is no fee uncapped um, annuities. And what that does is that that would give you an, an opportunity to average maybe four to five percent over time for that income portion of your portfolio. And there's actually been a, a white paper recently done that that came out and it's been um, Roger Ibbotson of Ibbotson mm-hmm. Associates came yeah. out with that white paper. And he actually did a lot of, of research showing that that kind of vehicle has actually performed as good as bonds over the long term, but, but are holding up better in this environment that we're in now. So we're seeing, we're seeing some of that as a bond alternative. But again, that's are for people. Are you talking about index annuities, just so we're clear what you're referring to? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. No fee, no fee. Um, so they're protecting like the S&P 500, but they've got protection on the downside is what you're saying. Exactly. Right. So that, so that the worst case a client would do in that scenario, and especially in this environment, um, market went down 30%, that client would hold what they put in and then hopefully have reasonable returns as the market recovers. Yeah. And then the third myth is what you call self-insuring. What is the myth about that? Well, a lot of people uh, will think they, they won't deal with things like long-term care insurance. They don't have proper life insurance for um, their family to pay off a mortgage and all those things because they think, hey, I'll just pay for it if one of those events happens. And the reality of it is, as we look statistically, especially when you talk about critical illness, chronic illness, long-term care events, uh, those are very likely to happen. You know, uh, you're up north of 60% when you're talking about the critical illness and, and the long-term care events. And when we look at the actual price of, of covering those events, uh, most people don't have the money to self-insure. And by self-insure, I mean, they, they have a bucket of money or they can pay for it out of their income. So, so it's a, it's an easy thing to think, you know, I know that stuff happens to people I know, but it doesn't happen. It's not going to happen to me. Uh, it's easy for us to have that mentality, but statistically, uh, a lot of that's going to affect a lot of people. So if we don't have the conversations and see, Hey, are there opportunities where we can transfer the risk and, um, make sure we're protected and that we don't blow up this perfect strategy we have with our income plan, our growth plan. If one of these things outside of the box happens that we didn't plan for. Good idea. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Ben Bo Henderson. Uh, his website, bohenderson.com. His book is called The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth. We'll be back after this. 
From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Attention heroes, current and former firefighters, law enforcement, military, medical, or educational professionals. Heroes can receive rewards averaging over $2,500 when they buy, sell, or refinance a home. Heroes come first. Along with the Homes for Heroes is the nation's largest hero reward program. Their mission is to provide extraordinary savings to heroes who provide extraordinary services to our nation and its communities every day. Learn how you you can purchase a home for no down payment, no closing costs, and get money back at closing. Find out how you can own for less than you may pay for rent. Get your hero rewards at heroescomefirst.com. That's heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, comefirst.com, 888-437-6114. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bo Henderson. Uh, He has a website, bohenderson.com. His book is called The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth. Welcome back to the show, Bo. Hey, Jordan. You have a whole section on what you call stewardship, uh, practice-wise stewardship. So kind of tell us briefly what do you mean by that and what areas should you be a steward? You know, we talk about stewardship. A lot of us have heard that term maybe in church. You talk about stewardship and you think of, of being a steward of money, um, of taking care of the money you have to be blessed or be given more or be trusted with more. And as we dug into this um, idea of stewardship and as it really started becoming concrete for me, I realized that we're really, to be successful, there's something to this, but we can be, we can be certainly be good stewards of our money. And let, let's think about that. Say, say if um, we're blessed with a job or a business or something that provides X amount of money, if we do good with that money and we're a good steward and we take care of it, we don't blow it or we don't do foolish things with it, um, then, then it makes a lot of sense that we'd be entrusted to have more money 
given to us or come to us to do more things with. But let's take it back a step further than that and let's think about how does this apply to our relationships, right? Are we good stewards of our relationships? Are we taking care of the relationships we have or are we out um, being careless with them, neglecting them? And what happens if we do that? we're not going to have those relationships anymore. Just like if we are careless with our money, it's going to flee from us. So, so that stewardship concept, it, it goes across the board. And when I found that I, that we applied that to all areas, including health, if I'm a good steward of my physical health, I'm going to have much better luck with not having to deal with disease and issues down the road than if I'm a poor steward. So I think that stewardship role, when I just realized that, um, we can be good managers or good trustees, so to speak, of the things we have, and let's be thankful for those, and we can have more. Because I think what happens too much of the time is, especially when it comes to stuff, we say, hey, look at that house my neighbor has. I really want that house. Um, but are we really taking care and doing doing the best we can with what we have, and are we thankful for what we have, or are we just wishing we had other things? You know, one of the funny things I that, that came up with a client he asked me if he should buy his his teenage son a car. I said the best determinant if you should buy a kid a car is look at how they treated their bicycle, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so so yeah, that stewardship area. I think when we can just get that mindset and attitude of what have I been um, blessed with, or what have I been given that I can be thankful for, and am I being the best steward that I possibly can? And if I am, I'm doing the exact things I need to do to have more because most of us want more. So you've talked to, and maybe you've had clients of some very successful people, specifically rock stars, uh, maybe even some athletes as well. What are some lessons that you've learned in creating a rich life to somebody who's been extremely successful, at least financially, like rock stars and athletes? Well, you know, it's funny. We look at that and we think uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a trick, so to speak. We get to this, we see this thing or this vision, or it's sold to us through marketing that if I have enough stuff, if I have enough money, if I have enough power, if I've accumulated enough things, then I'll arrive. I'll be successful. I'll be happy. People will love me. And what happens a lot of times when we deal with um, People that have reached those points, they have all the money they need. They, they've hit that, that level to where they thought that would answer all their questions. And they realize, hey, guess what? Money in and of itself didn't make me happy. So, so what else is there? So a lot of times it was those very successful people that taught me what the rich life was all about. And then when we look at it and say, okay, this applies to everybody, though. Let's start working on defining and living our rich life because some of the happiest people I've seen have very moderate means, but, um, but I've also seen people with a lot of wealth be extremely happy and fulfilled too, but I've also seen the opposite. I've seen them absolutely miserable. So I guess the whole point there, Jordan, is that we, we get into this holistic message around money. I think a lot of the, when you look at information or content or people that teach these things, there's almost this idea is that you can either be happy and fulfilled or you can be financially successful. But what I've learned and what clients have actually taught me is this, it doesn't have to be an either or approach. It can be a both end. We can have all the money we need to accomplish all the things we want to accomplish and we can be happy and fulfilled and live a life that's meaningful, that lights us up, and outlast us. You talk about mastering your money map. What do you mean by that? Well, we're going back to that idea. When we talk about your money map, it's just, it's a few simple exercises that almost no one does. And it's things like, okay, if I can get a couple to do that exercise we talked about earlier, get crystal clear. We go through 
list of income, list of expenses, list of debt, net worth. It's four or five pages. If we go through that exercise one time, um, sometimes the hardest part is doing it one time. Once it's done, again, it's, it's a sense of relief. But then if we can develop the habit to maybe revisit it monthly, and if it's really difficult to do monthly, maybe even quarterly. But I love when I can get an individual or a couple to just look at these this map and update it monthly because they know where they stand. And one of the big things that happens with um, – with couples in particular that I think is fascinating is when I get them talking about their money map and updating their money map, they'll say that's been some of the most valuable interaction and communication they've done for their relationship is actually talking about money versus just let's avoid it until something really bad happens. Then we'll scream and fight about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you say it's important to build what you call the rich life team. Who are some of the members you should have on your rich life team? You know, I think, um, it, one of the pieces, uh, I believe working with a financial professional is important, a financial advisor. Um, but that said, I think you should interview until you find one that really resonates with you and they're listening to you and you feel like they're on the same page with what you're wanting to accomplish. And if and if you're talking to think about things like we're talking about today about, hey, I want to travel, these are my goals, and they keep focusing surely on the mutual fund that did the best last year, you might need to interview another financial advisor. So find one that's a good uh, fit for you. And that could be a quarterback. And then other people you're probably going to need to bring in, you're going to need to bring in a CPA or an accountant. Um, in a lot of cases, we're going to need an attorney that that's involved to draw a basic uh, estate planning documents like wills and financial powers of attorney. And in a lot of cases, if your financial advisor is not a hybrid like I am, um, a money coach or a retirement coach is something that I believe in the next two to three years you're going to see as common as a personal trainer in the gym. So look, look, look to maybe a money coach and a financial advisor that work together if you don't find one person that kind of has the skill sets of both of those. In the two minutes or so we have left, why don't we kind of sum up what difference it would make in people's life to follow what you've talked about to create the rich life compared to the traditional financial planning model? You know, for me, what, what's been so fulfilling about this work is seeing clients actually get clear and focus and reclaim some things maybe from their life that maybe they'd lost over the course of just being busy, raising a family, having a career, and see them actually fulfilled and excited again. I've seen people pick back up singing and musical instruments. I've seen people be able to retire and, and fish, which was a, which a huge passion. I, I, I saw a couple recently that were, were never going to take their dream trip to Ireland. We sat down and realized the financials would allow it, and they took the trip. And I was over there not long ago going through the pictures and seeing, seeing the happiness they have by creating that memory and experience that they'll be talking about for the next 20 years. So I think the key is most people want to live a life that they enjoy, you know, and I think making sure we, we make that the first, get clear on that first, and then use the money as a tool to move towards that. I think that's the two pieces and we integrate those two pieces, which I don't believe has been done well before now, um, then you're on to something. And you can have people that are living a life they want and not worrying about money. And if you ask around and, and, and survey a lot of people, that's not that common. Indeed, you're right. It's very inspiring. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Bo, Bo Henderson. Uh, he's the author of the book, The Rich Life, 10 Investments for True Wealth, which you can get just for paying for shipping at richlifebook.com. You can also see more about him at bohenderson.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Bo. 
Had a blast, Jordan. Thanks a lot. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.